This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now to turn our attention to China. And of course, this morning, we're looking at the possibility of the US lifting some tariffs off China, as well as Australia, perhaps accusing a Chinese fighter jet of threatening the safety of its maritime surveillance planes. And lastly, we'll look at a wrap up on the Foreign Minister Wang Yi's recent 10 day South Pacific island hopping tour. And helping me out with all these issues is Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Good morning, Don. Let's start off with the US Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. Yesterday talking, in fact, over the weekend, talking about how U.S. President Joe Biden has asked his team to look at the option of lifting some tariffs on China that were put in place by former President Donald Trump. Now, how has China reacted to the possibility of these tariffs or some of these tariffs being lifted? Is there a sigh of relief, perhaps? Is the country seeing this as an attempt by the U.S. to extend a bit of an olive branch? Hi, good morning. Well, Ms. Raimondo has only said that they're considering the idea of lifting some tariffs by the Trump administration to ease the high inflation that the U.S. is facing now. But it's not the first time the U.S. has talked about this possibility. In early May, President Joe Biden said he could drop some of the tariffs. And U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai has also said her office has started reviewing a portion of tariffs on up to 25% of Chinese goods, which will expire soon. I don't see it as an olive branch, but simply a practical decision to curb rising prices that American consumers have to bear. And this has been the line of argument by the Chinese as well, that by reducing tariffs, the U.S. government is also reducing costs for its citizens. If the tariffs are lifted, that would be good news for China which has repeatedly called the U.S. to lift the tariffs. When President Biden first mentioned this possibility last month, China had said then that the tariffs don't help China, nor do they benefit the U.S. or the world. All right, uh, Don, let's move on to the other issue. And this comes out of Australia, where they have accused the Chinese fighter jet of carrying out dangerous maneuvers, threatening the safety of one of its maritime surveillance planes of the South China Sea, forcing it to return to the base. Now, how has Beijing responded to these accusations? And how will this latest episode affect China's chances of having a better relationship with Australia under its new prime minister? Mr. Albanese says his administration has been in touch with Chinese officials about this incident, which apparently involved a Chinese jet coming very close to an Australian aircraft and then getting in front of the plane and releasing chaff that contained pieces of aluminum. China's official response to this yesterday was that its military has always followed international law and that no country was allowed to infringe on China's sovereignty and undermine peace and security in the South China Sea under the pretext of freedom of navigation. Bilateral relations between China and Australia are still rocky. China views Australia very much as leaning on the US and doing its bidding. The security pact AUKUS between Australia, the UK and the US is a big sore point for Beijing, as is the Quad grouping, which comprises Australia, the US, Japan and India. 
The latest episode could be a reaction stemming from feeling threatened by these coalitions that clearly have an element of trying to contain China, but it could also be Beijing's way of testing Australia's new prime minister. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us. And now back to our podcast episode. On the line with me this morning is Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief for the Straits Times. Don, let's talk about the 10-day South Pacific Island hopping tour by Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi. That has shifted the world's attention on a usually overlooked region. Now, what does China want from the Pacific Islands? I mean, why is China lobbying for more support from this particular region? And I want to get your perspective here. Are countries in this region perhaps becoming... I don't know, for lack of a better choice of words, becoming pawns where the China-US race for influence is concerned. Well, this region has traditionally been viewed as under the sphere of influence of Australia and the US. But China has been making moves to woo these countries to expand its footprint there. Part of the reason could be because of Taiwan. China has successfully made a few of these countries switch their diplomatic relations from Taiwan to China, such as Kiribati and Solomon Islands, but four of these nations remain loyal to Taiwan. And with the U.S. pushing its Indo-Pacific strategy, including a new Indo-Pacific economic framework, that has given China some urgency to engage these countries actively and draw them in. So Foreign Minister Wang Yi went there, hoping to sign a security and trade pact with 10 of these Pacific Island countries, but not all of them could agree on it, with some countries voicing concerns about being drawn into China's domain. These countries are clearly cognizant of the fact that there is a geopolitical competition that is unfolding, and they are likely to want to balance the traditional powers like the US and Australia with China. So they will be quite cautious in dealing with China. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, I've been speaking with Tan Donway, China Bureau Chief for The Straits Times. Don, we'll catch up again next week. You take care and stay safe. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.